biggest podcast parties of the summer. Uh, yeah. Tough? Uh, yeah. Tough start? Tough start, <laughs> it is. It's Rossi on Wrestling. I'm your host, at Jason D. Rossi. Uh, I said my Twitter instead of my actual name. And with me, as always, is my partner in the podcast sphere, at BillyD2411. two in a row. That is Billy D. Billy D, what is going on? Things. Things are going on. Lots of things. Personally or... Personally, professionally, podcastily. Ooh. We created... Well... What did we create? I don't know. I would say, you know, we're, we're thoughtful, we're witty, we're urbane, whatever that means. But I think the most thing we are is innovators. And we created oh. the top 11. We did. So we'll start with this. First off, a lot of reaction to our top 10 Intercontinental Champions in WWE history last week. If you didn't hear that, jump in the archives, episode 42. It was a great one. It was. It was one for the ages. It really proved what good math can do to a list and can do to history. It changed history. And now we have the Podcaster's Dozen coined by, I believe, DateMac on Twitter, which I think is one of the greatest terms for... (laughs) Because it's one less than a real dozen, and it's two less than a baker's dozen. It's so, the podcaster's dozen. And so it's that 11. is 11. And we are now, we, I thought we cornered it. I think we kind of have it, but from here on out. I mean, Mac and Gru, Goo created the top 10 list. Yes. You know, they gave it to Moses, and from there it was history. <laughs> but we have the top 11 now. We officially are coining the top 11. Yes. No, the top we, 11, the podcaster's dozen. I love it. I think it'll be great. So we'll do at least once a month, we'll have a, a, a yeah, top absolutely. 11. And if you didn't hear why it's a top 11, it, we stumbled our way into it. You can check it out in the archives. With and 11 is my favorite number. My, mine too. I've always, you know, Drew, Drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe, Dana, Dana Barros, uh, Kyrie Irving. Nope, no, no, no. I did love him when no, he came out. I did love one. him. Yeah. I did love him. Steve Which Casper. One? Steve Casper. Uh, I'll go fans. with um, Tim, Tim Nairing. Oh, look at this. Yeah. We are on fire right now. 11 I, of... Stranger Things fan? Yep, love it. Um, so t- in today's podcast, we're going to get to SummerSlam. We're going to get to NXT TakeOver. We're going to get to the WWE 2K20 cover art and why we may literally kill each other. A or, story of drunk driving, staying up all night, and puking. That's Oh, yes, that will be a part of it as well. Uh, not us. Not us. Some people went to jail. We will tell a story about jail. We will tell us, uh, uh, stories of history and a lot more fun to come. But we want to kick off with a lot of people. We grabbed a lot of people's attention. We are going to give away five digital copies of Avengers Endgame. What were your thoughts on Endgame again? Uh, the way to win this... Uh, co- I don't want to bury... <laughs> he didn't the, like it. I didn't. I did not like it. I did not think it was as good as people made it out to be. I think there is... Now I loved know, it. Can I be honest? Let me like quickly say this. I thought of it how pe- the ending of Avengers, like the, the saga of the whole thing, the way people thought of the end of Game of Thrones. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I remember. I just disappointed. I, I was just disappointed. It's just me. It's a me thing. I'm not saying it's a bad, bad take. movie. Bad take. It's not a bad take. It's, it's a, a bad per- take. It's not, because the movie wasn't as good as people make it out to be. Infinity War, superior movie. Superior well, movie. Yeah, it was incredible. Yes. That's what it was coming off of. And so it was a major letdown I still letdown think it did me. a great job of ending it. Hence the name Endgame. Sure. I loved it. Sure. I don't think I still like two other movies better than it this year. I haven't seen a lot of movies this, this year. year. Okay, so, oh, so I know one's going to be Once Upon a Time in oh, Hollywood. I've yet I to see it. it. Next Absolutely. week it's on my $5 Tuesday movie view. And that's a bargain because it's, that's two hours and 45 minutes of I know. goddamn I, I, content. I got to be ready. Uh, and so if I had to guess, would it Billy D like this year more than Endgame? Don't know. What is it? Can I actually it? like the Spider-Man movie a little bit better. Oh, yeah, see, Spider-Man was more fun. It was more fun. It was, it was a fun movie. I would say it's close. I really love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. And I yeah. don't even think it's better than the first one. I don't have Endgame as high as everybody else. I agree with you, but I still loved it. Yeah, I, 
I just, like I said, it was three hours where I didn't feel it needed to be three hours. It didn't, whatever. We There could be another time. If you want to also hear me and Rich Keefe of the Dork Podcast battled about this months ago. Oh, was great. He didn't let me really talk a lot, but that's okay. That's why he, what he does for a living. I want, uh, now that the that it's out on DVD, I want to I want to go at him again. I want another round. Right. Maybe you can come to our turn. Uh, uh, ooh, Maybe a home right. game. I want I want a way game then. I like road games typically when it comes to a lot of things. You do. You like going there. Yeah. And then so you can leave. Yeah. You can go you home. Want, yeah, you make you, a mess yeah. and you go home. Yeah. All right, let's get back to this end game giveaway. So you have to follow both Billy D and myself on Twitter at Billy D2411 at JC. Don't give it away all now. Make them wait till the end of the podcast to hear how they have to do it. You want to you want to give it a little bit of both? Yeah, that's one part. I mean, we... Make you don't want to give it all away? No, make them stay to the end. Or at least, well, we're going to surprise you when we tell you when the rest of it is. Because then they have to listen to the whole podcast. Okay, all right, I'm fine with that. I, I, I thought we could do a... Uh, so it's a big market tease. It's a big market tease. Right. That's just part of it. All right, so... You got to listen to the whole you thing. You got to follow no both of us. Because I know half of the people here would just stop right after that and they're done. No. Well, we still get the play in the download. We get the play in the download, but you need the content as a podcast that was once described as these guys talk too much on a podcast. That was rude. That was great. <laughs> you know, I actually know that. Don't I mean, leave that kind of review. No. Well, you don't even, now you're spoiling a little bit more for the future. How or, you know? Or are oh, you? Yeah, no, you just did. All right. Uh, we are going to start another thing. Billy D's uh, whiteboard question of the week. Well, I actually took this from my old work, brought it to my new work. And I think it's just a great way to get the conversation going. <laughs> We had a lot of good ones this week. This is probably one of the better ones. Okay, so what is it this week? It is, what was your first alcoholic full drink? Not like a sip, the first one you actually had. Do you know mine? Because you should. Oh, is, is it one of my drinks? The Cranberry and Amaretto? A Cranberry Amaretto with Billy D at Bill's Bar when oh. we were the first two to turn... Well, you were 21. Wait, wait, like, so your first alcoholic drink was as a 21-year-old? I didn't really... Oh, you know what? No, I take it... No, yeah, because 21, we went out... I think Azima when I was a little bit younger with my family when they let oh, me drink. Wow, but like, I took, I don't drink <laughs> alcohol that often. I'm not a big alcohol drinker. But I would say my first like top to <laughs> what bottom. What a pussy from the guy who drinks cranberry and yeah, I know. <laughs> it, used to, used to. It also like suggested that to yeah. me. But I would say it's either Azima. It was like Zima Wild or whatever it's called when I turned 21 while watching the OC on a Thursday night in 2006. That's the equivalent of drinking like skinny girl margarita now and watching like the Do you want me to go into my, do you want me to open my I did on your recommendation have some. It's pretty Uh, good. There is nothing better than, uh, it's just delicious. I love it. And it's simple. Sometimes you can make a margarita at home and mess it up a little. Yeah, it's going to sound bad. Uh, Skinny girl mojito mix was actually pretty good. Delicious. Yeah, it was great. Skinny girl, I'll tell you who, I forget her name who makes that, um, but like one of the real housewives kills Anyways, so yeah, mine would be the, I'm going to go more with the cranberry amaretto. And I could not drink that today. Yeah, it's way too sugary sweet. Like if people from high school that don't know me now were to Mm -hmm. come up to me and buy me a drink at a bar, they would buy me a cranberry and amaretto because I would bring amaretto and cranberry juice to, to every, every party. party. That's every what you did. Party. We're over Blake's, all of our buddies. All right. My so- first one, my first one when I was probably 16, I had my sister give me some 99 berries. <laughs> and I mixed it with Gatorade and I brought it to a party and it was disgusting. Wait, no, no, no. You have, most important, what flavor Gatorade? Uh, it was the Blue Frost. Oh, I was usually a fan of the purple. That sounds tasty. It really wasn't. <laughs> no, exactly. just the Blue Frost. Oh, the Blue Frost is great. <laughs> and yeah. then you're mixing it with 99 berries. Oh, so bad. Oh, it must have tasted like, like honestly, like like rubbing alcohol. It, must it tasted taste. a little bit like sweat. <laughs> It really did. So, all right. So, please share with us. So we, we, we can put a little something yeah. up. We can put an image up throughout the week. What was your first alcoholic beverage? Mine was an amaretto 
cranberry. That cranberry became, and amaretto. That would that then became amaretto sours. Oh yeah, those are really sweet. Those that is when I used to drive. We used to drive back after like going out for like the three months. We were like the only people that were twenty one, and I used to just be like pucker. I, yeah, it's like a slow gin fizz. It's oh, not it's good. gross. And yours was the... 99 Gat- Berries. Gatorade. Oh, Gatorade Frost. You know how dangerous it is to drink alcohol with Gatorade, by the way? Is it bad? Is it like the Red Bull and stuff? Anytime you're having like a, that much of a hydrant with a dehydrant, it's like not good for your system. Depending on like if you're on medication, right. too. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, when you, you're probably on 100. Worldwide Wrestling News. AEW coming to Boston. Cannot kind of wait. I, I'm super excited I'm for excited. This. Kind of. you're, you're like you are the definition of glass barely full. Well, I was super it's like, on it's board a for AEW, but WWE has course corrected a little bit Ooh, lately. This is wait, so this a is a compliment bit. to WWE. A little bit. I'm, I'm a big Cody yeah, Rhodes what, guy. Yeah, but what does that have to do with AEW? I don't know. The the John Moxley steam has gone down. Where since, are you? No, since no. Well, kinda, for you, because I haven't really seen them. They're not on enough. Maybe this will bring me into it. Okay. Well, either way, the second taping. So we were talking last week about. Wait, wait. This is the second taping. So the very first taping will be in Washington. We were talking about those prices. Now they announced that Boston will be the second live show on October 9th. Aganis Arena. There's a lot of stuff in other big market tees, not just our end game. There's some stuff that's going to be developing with this podcast. And we've talked a lot behind the scenes about timing when this is going to happen. And, you know, I think AEW could grab a big audience. I also believe that WWE is coming to town in either November or October. So we might have some uh, live shows. Ooh, some we big, might have big to, things happening? I, I've reached out to some of my contacts. If it's a Gannis Arena, maybe the Paradise Rock Club. Oh. Maybe one of those places. We might have some gatherings. I've seen some pretty good shows at the Paradise Rock Club. We have. We've seen some together. I've seen a ton. Uh, I've hosted events there. It's, it's one of the, you know, it's now the staple old rock club in town. I think I've seen Boston proper. Social Distortion there seven times. Really? No, a few. <laughs> I was going to say, they're playing like the Garden as yeah. well. But yeah, so that's going to be on October 9th, and they also announced Philly will be the next week. Cody Rhodes kind of- yeah, suck it, Philly. So by the way, a lot of shade being thrown at Boston from the AEW crowd. Why? I think they know what they're doing. So MJF um, threw shade at- He's from e- this area. Yes, he threw- And it. he's from the Lowell area. He is. So he threw shade at Enos Cantor and said, hey, like, oh, we're going to Boston. What a trash city with a trash guy there Enos Cantor I saw him playing playing wrestling doesn't he date Dana Brooke or uh, he used to who MJF no 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 um, Enos Cantor yeah Dana Brooke I'm pretty sure wow maybe they're on the outs and he's dating some sort of I don't know AEW girl but I knew he, he, he was with be, her at one either point. way the point is that they're pointing at, they're putting a lot of shade at it they're trying to build some heat with Boston I think it's really smart Boston is a very passionate city and I don't think gets some I think is discredited in some ways and doesn't get enough credit in other ways it's a, a good wrestling town I don't think it's top five maybe no. maybe just outside top 10 probably sounds like a good podcast in the future maybe Ooh. we do top 11 we have to that's why you get some the people podcasters attention. dozen damn it so um Philly's okay. probably the number one I think Chicago. Chicago, you know what? Chicago is the most passionate when it comes to wrestling. I think Pittsburgh's up there with Philly. Uh, New York's pretty good. New well, York's pretty good, but I think New York's in that Boston. Like when they're not, it always comes down to the product. We, if you put on a bad show, they can't resurrect it. And we've had some bad shows, some bad pay per views. I think some of the we had one of the worst pay per views ever. Oh, yep, you're watching. You, yeah, S- Survivor on. Series yep. 2003. Even but it, that um, United the, Champions the year that when, was really bad. That was, was a rough the one tie with CM Punk and no, 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 no. That one was good. That's a good that night. Champions. Good they had, if you remember, Clash of Champions. Sorry, yeah, when yeah. um the main event was uh Jinder Mahal versus AJ Styles, which literally didn't need to happen. This was the worst 
pay-per-view I ever went to, but it did get me interested in wrestling again because at that point I was a little bit out and it was Bray Wyatt when I saw him. Oh, yeah. we. Th- this guy's fucking cool. Yeah. What, what, what's going on with him? So, you know, Boston, we'll see where this develops. Also, big rumors coming out today. Actually, uh, not a friend of the podcast, friend of our lifestyles uh, from 98.5 Sports Hub, huh? uh, Mike Sarge Riley. Oh, yeah. He used to yeah. try to tag one of our friends real bad. He was real thirsty back yeah. in the day. But anyways, he he was reporting that uh, looks like SummerSlam 2020 coming back to Boston. Oh, really? That's that means we get NXT. Few... I'm So it's a big weekend. It would be NXT. It would be Fan Fest. It would be everything. Then it will literally Boston. be the biggest party of the summer. And looking through went through some reddits I didn't so I have a couple of contacts I've been able to touch base with didn't get any answer on this one but it looks like it would be the garden not Fenway because there's a lot of rumors oh, of Fenway thank Park God. I wouldn't want it to be I a Fenway I hate seeing shows at Fenway I really do I, I saw one good one yeah, it to me it would be cool for wrestling because it would be historic. But like, anyways, we'll get to this later. But like, they, to make it more of like about Fenway, like make it like a real historic event. Like, Saw Sting and the Police at Fenway. Yeah, he was great. Those tickets. Yes, that was, a good, also, that, was, that was a great concert. It was. Also saw him at the Garden, and people weren't singing back to him enough, and then he mailed it in like a pussy. Well, that's that's what's weird about music when you play like the same set all the time. Like you're just expecting it to be the same, and it, it's not always. Yeah, he was doing the do do do's and the da da da's, and nobody was. And nobody it was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, the G1 Climax, maybe the most interesting tournament in all of sports and entertainment. They don't call it that. They call it wrestling because it's New Japan. So their G1 Climax, will, by the next time we record, actually right after SummerSlam, they're going to be done with the G1. What this is, they're going to have is, climaxed. They will climax all over the place. And it will have uh, basically Block A versus Block B, the finalist. Whoever wins that goes for the championship at Wrestle Kingdom. Right now, it looks like Okada and Moxley are leading both sides. Okada is the New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, is the New Japan champion. So my guess is Okada is going to lose his final match to Abushi. Abushi has the tiebreaker. Amazing. So I think we're going to get Abushi versus Moxley in the final. That and, could make me tune in. And I would. And this is going to be next. Are they going to have it on live? It's access for us in America. We get it on access a few days later. Um, but I can see you can always Reddit. get it. Online, okay, yeah, Reddit yeah. link. Um, so what my thought is, or let me ask you. Are they going to put John Moxley, knowing AEW is about to start their live events and, and he's going to be fully invested in that, do you think they'll put him in that New Japan Championship match at Wrestle Kingdom? For him, I don't think any exposure is bad exposure right mm-hmm. now, especially since he's out there wrestling and you said he's not wrestling like a moron anymore. That I don't believe me. he's moving. Like, if you watch his matches, it's very much vicious. He's I v- hope they do because that creates a lot of buzz he already has the buzz from WWE but I found out about a lot of guys from that show yeah the Wrestle Kingdom show I found oh, yeah, out we, about Finn Balor who had one of the greatest entrances I've ever seen at a Wrestle at anything like it was Undertaker big time production level so I think they'd be stupid not to do something like that I, my my guess is if, I, if I'm if i gonna like Okada right now has the most points he should be the one going but I think Ibushi will beat him I, my feeling my hunch tells me that it'll be Ibushi to beat Moxley because I think one, this has been his New Japan run. Once these live TV shows, he's going to come back and just be a part of this. But, again, you don't know the deal he signed. He, he's he's really trying different things. And I from for I think for New Japan and for the bigger wrestling community, I actually would love to see Moxley get it. I think it would be cool to have him Hell be yeah. in the main event of a big thing. Knowing he's an AEW entity in the States, going over to New Japan. And basically, if you could build it into some of your story and be like, like I'm going to Japan. I'm going to bring that title back. 
That could be a huge part of it. I mean, if they let him do that kind of crossover, I'd be in for that. Yeah, I think it would just add more. It's a two-hour program we're going to be getting on a weekly basis from AEW, so they're going to need to do a couple of things that intrigue the internet audience. By the way, I was just thinking about this because we probably do have some new listeners and maybe listeners who aren't super familiar with wrestling just listening to this for the endgame stuff. Sure. How nerdy do you think we just sounded and how much of that do you think they grasped? I'm going to say zero. They grasped nothing. I feel proud. Me too. I do. But I'm very proud of my wrestling You knowledge. know about Botchamania and for those of you who don't out there, just type it into YouTube and have fun. It's amazing. But I would watch that at work with friends of the podcast, the Jobber Knocker. Yeah. Take a drink. But when people would come in and we would be watching Botchamania, I always felt like I was going to kind of get caught masturbating because well, sometimes so the that stuff was that... Just, that was the thing you started here, the, oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. masturbate or... The masturbate or there was a, there was a few segments this week that were masturbate getting got masturbate or watching that in public. Yeah, I think this week is my, I love it, but the twenty four seven title uh, thing that was bad. It was I was it was bad. It was just like super like that's a tough thing to be like like my wife and I like who loves like watching wrestling with me. She I don't think she'll watch it on her own, but she even said she looked at me after that one. Like last week she was all into. She goes, "This was really foolish." That's all she said as soon as it was done. I was like. That's really hard because she's so, like, unbiased. She doesn't care. Like, if I like something, that doesn't mean she's going to like it. Mm? Um, and she was like, that was a little foolish. So that Seth might be, Rollins promo? I wouldn't say. I, I think I'd rather be caught watching jump. that. But I would say that it was. Mm, I, was I, I was embarrassed for it. Fe- I feel for him. That, I do. I was embarrassed about it as a wrestling fan. I actually don't feel bad for him because he he's just, not going to promise. And it was so easy on that. Like, we, how about this? We didn't need that. No, we didn't need him to say it. Nothing. We know you're gonna you're gonna go to SummerSlam. Oh it's already it's already God, locked in. So All bad. you had to say was, "I'm not." I, going back to John Moxley when he's Dean Ambrose, you can love, you can hate. I didn't like the character. Did like the character. Watch the lead up to him versus Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar did the same stuff to Ambrose. Attacked him in the parking lot. Just destroyed him in the ring. Laugh and walked away. And you know what he used to say? He used to just grab the mic. Uh, uh, Brock, yeah. I'm not dead Even and it's that, like but that to me is like you're showing resiliency you're not saying I don't know what I'm doing this for anymore ah uh, the world championship because it's a championship match and that's all you it's just I really like Seth Rollins I, I just really feel that they don't understand sometimes how easy it can be to make a badass and they like feel like maybe they have too many so he's like this like wonky funny quirky like he's losing a lot of the luster that he had. His in-ring is fantastic. Yeah. His character yeah. arc yeah. is no. getting very confusing. Mm. It's very confusing. Uh, I, I just... I so you'd rather no... be caught rasturbated than yeah, I fucking hate him. I, I, oh. I used to be like, oh, he's a kid of mine. I feel disappointed by his failure. Now I just don't like him anymore. But, you know what it feels... Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, we spent a lot of time on that. The next thing I actually wanted... I forgot that this happened, and I want to yell at you. Of the WWE 2K cover art. Yes. So, okay, so it was announced this week. A leaked um, commercial came out. By the way, the commercial? Awesome. Awesome. Except Very for the fu- fact that when you break through a glass ceiling, you'd be breaking up through it, I think, not down through it. Uh, right? A glass ceiling is over your head. I think they're trying to... you can't send any higher. It's like Batman. Batman comes through the ceiling. He doesn't come through the... But he doesn't need to break through a glass barrier. He's Batman. He's at the no, top of the food No, he does. If you've seen those, the Batman Begins, he came through that glass. And uh-huh. Who cares? So I think you're nitpicking there because you really did you really want to see Becky Lynch come through the, the floor? I just wanted her own commercial, her own cover. She no. should be the only All thing. Right. We'll get to that. But the commercial itself, awesome. awesome. It was cool. Velveteen I, Dream, by the way, in the fucking commercial. That means That's a lot. Cool. That Honestly, that is a huge sign. People, we can joke about stuff. When you're in those commercials, that is a major sign. And he had sign. a solo fucking shot. Yeah, he did the, in his glasses, oh. three three lens glasses drop. Braun Strowman, Shawn Michaels, Hulk Hogan, Sheamus. By the way, Hulk Hogan, I, I'm 
boycott anything with that fucking guy in it. Well, I think it's smart at least when they're they're putting out the yeah, marketing yeah, campaign yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she grabs I don't even know what she ate by the way. Is that like a burnt crab cake or yeah, a brownie? Yeah. And it's like sorry about your sailing. Throws it in his cup, cool, turns around, Roman Reigns there says, Nice job, man. Cheers. Then we see the cover art. Half Roman Reigns, half Becky Lynch. Before we fight, uh. I wanna say because Twitter can take things out of context to a degree, or no emotion. I don't disagree that it should just be Becky Lynch, but I do understand. Of course, we why. understand why because they're spineless and they don't have the confidence to just put her on the cover. I've looked at all the 2K franchises. Yep, you're right. They're all singular people. The Stone only Cold, other time- CM Punk, John Cena, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, yeah, Brock Lesnar. Even go to like basketball, they never have shared covers. Especially recently. You might be right on that. The only one that I have seen in really any sport recently that has multiple people on it is UFC when it was Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor. It's not a fucking coincidence yeah. that when a woman's on the cover, she's the o- she's not the only one there. It's yeah. not a coincidence. They're doing it because video games are mainly kind of a guy thing. I mean, there's plenty of women who play it, but oh, it's known no, no. It's, as it's, like a guy the thing. Male, the target audience for a video gamer is 16 to 34 so, and probably 75% male. If you if really not. want to break the glass ceiling, if you want to use that metaphor correctly because you didn't do it with her crashing down through it, do it correctly on the video game cover and just give it to her. She is big enough. She's good enough. She can do it. She can carry it. I cannot she disagree. She really can't. No, I, I think so. And I think actually the Becky Lynch character in the last two weeks has been the best since pre she's not with Seth. Well, and it's also just like she's a badass kid. She, it doesn't make sense. With, like She doesn't have to do things because it's the right thing to do. She does it because she feels like I just really wish she way. had a better opponent than Natty who can't cut a promo to save her. Goddamn. <laughs> we'll get to that in the preview. But I... I I get WW like from a marketing standpoint. When I used to deal with all marketing materials, what they did was they said we're gonna with Becky Lynch. We get like the people that like love her. You get this passionate. Like I don't think there's a more polarizing character in all of wrestling than Becky Lynch. Because some people will say like she's the greatest thing, and people just defend her to death. Look at like on Twitter, it's like people are nuts if you say anything bad about her. Then there's the other people that are just interested and think it's cool. With Roman Reigns, with everything he's been he's through this year, polarizing guy, too very bad. polarizing. But I think we're like. Coming off the cancer survival. He gets enough publicity. Luke, he won I know, the WWE it, thing at the... ESPYs. ESPYs. That's why I think they did it. I think they see, okay, we put this guy in the public eye. He's in the movie with The Rock. They're able to put this guy now out there, and he's going to be on the Good Morning Americas. They, they are not giving up on Roman Reigns. Not saying they should, but they should just allow him then to just be in that I would rather middle. just have him and save Becky for next year then, because it really... But I think they need to pull the trigger on Becky. I, I'm more in agreement. Ba- yeah, it's a bad look, though, to... The first female on the cover of, like, the 2K franchises, it's- it has to be accompanied with a guy. And believe me, I'm I'm not, like, out there on Twitter pumping up women's rights, but I love women's wrestling. I really have for a long time. Yeah. We've talked in the past, before they we started this podcast. It. She's, well, they really earned it heading into WrestleMania and a little before yes. then. That, like, if there was a 2K game then, she could have been 100% totally deserving. Yep. Maybe Charlotte Flair will get it one day, who's also totally deserving. Hopefully, agree. she gets it. I just think at the end of the day, it's a smart move by WWE on a marketing Business side. Business-wise, yeah. But I do understand. Like, as a fan, whose year has it been? Whose year is this? 100% Becky it's Lynch. Becky Lynch's year. Last year, they put AJ Styles on the cover. AJ Styles had a really good year. The year before that, it was Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins had a really good year. Like, that's how you have to do it, and you got to look at it. So, like, why do you think um, on uh, Madden, the it's cover the this year, cover, yeah. it, it, it was... Um, it's voted on by the fans. No, this year they didn't do it. They, they stopped do it. doing that. They're oh. like, oh, we're done with that. Who, who's on the cover this year? 
Oh, uh, Mahomes. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Why is it? Because last year was his He was the year. face of the franchise. He was the, he was the best, yes. He was one of the best players ever to play the position. 50 touchdowns on a, a, his first run start It wasn't him and year. Saquon Barkley. No, it, exactly. It wasn't him and anybody. Not Or like a legend that this is their final year. Give him the last ride. Like, this is... Undertaker. The, I, I, oh, when's he getting on the cover? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming, because sooner or later, it will be his final year. And now, it's time for the Rossi on Wrestling main event. All right, Bill, this is it. Big time SummerSlam, the biggest party of summer weekend. But before we get there, we go to NXT TakeOver Toronto 2. Typically, it's two. Really? Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know. Second time. Thing. Last time they fought in Toronto, I believe that was when Asuka faced Mickey James. All right, I remember that. So... I typically don't catch up on NXT until right before the takeovers. Okay. But the new app, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Told you. Love it. The way I watch it, I can watch them on the train and I can go to the start of what I want, skip over some stuff. I usually highlight, scroll through all of it. Sure. But the build to this, from what I've seen, I love for almost all of it. So, yeah. Let's start with the match that has no title ramification. You have Candice LeRae, uh, Candice Wrestling versus Io Shirai. Who is oh, just who's on fire? Medieval, just demon, just and it, it's great. Hot. We all have a thing. Yeah, let's just that's leave my it thing. That. I think every I, even though there's one guy I used to work with, I had a former intern. Uh, maybe he's listening due to the the giveaway that we'll be giving up that Avengers Endgame giveaway. I'd say he just looks like someone that would be dating an Asian or like would have extreme interest in an Asian, and he keeps looking at me. Like, that sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> it might, but it, you gotta see this. I'll show you a picture of him. Just looks like, like Rivers Cuomo <laughs> married. We'll an tweet Asian. out a picture of him. Yeah, we'll tweet a picture of this guy. Say, date, what do you think? Don't you think he'd be into oh uh, someone of the Asian uh, <laughs> persuasion? All right, so you got Candice Ray, Io Shirai. What do you think? Who do you think? Yeah, yeah, or Io, Shirai all day. I think Shirai as well. How many stone ratings leading into this match? What's your excitement level? I'm pretty excited because the build-up to the feud's been pretty good. Uh, I'll give it a three. I can give it a two, maybe one and a half. I just, I like it, but it's just kind of there. Like, she had, Candice Ray had the best dive through the ropes oh, I've ever seen. Oh, also the dive off the cage that yeah. you're going to talk about, too. Well, that, that was too. Uh, me and him, too. But, uh, I mean, no, who was, who did the backflip off the, was that me and him? Now I'm getting everyone confused. Who did Shayna Baszler fight in that cage match? A few weeks ago. Was it Leo Shirai? No. Mm. Not Leo Shirai. Um. This is bad. We'll yeah. move on. Uh, NXT <laughs> Tag Team Championship. You got the Street Profits who are everywhere. Talk about the Kurt positioning. Angle. Kurt Angle's promo with them. Amazing. But how about their positioning during the Harley, uh, the tribute, I'm sorry, to those, uh, oh, yeah, to El Paso and, and Dayton. First of all, that situation, we got we to gotta move on from guns, people. Like, I don't care if you're pro-gun, all that. This is absolutely absurd and the other thing that they touched on on dork and i 100% agree with they tried to blame it on video games oh give me a break i've been playing video games my entire life i've never once not even once for a split second as dark and as twisted as my mind has gone ever said i should probably go play this out in real life davy made the point that i think the top two selling countries for video games aren't america oh it's probably i'm guessing china yeah and I'm probably someone like Japan. oh Japan oh yeah I'm sorry how many how many Not, crazy zero this year in like past few years yeah it has nothing to do with video games and, and you know what that's like when Columbine we're blaming Marilyn Manson music are we crazy are we cra- and the president came out and said something bad about video games yes what they're just trying doing? to throw shade oh my god it's so dumb uh, Street Profits versus Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly of the Undisputed Era what you got here 
I mean, I, I, you know, even though I forgot their name last week or two weeks ago, Street Profits are unbelievable. I think they come, not, they're not come up after SummerSlam, but I think they make their debut after SummerSlam, and I think they drop it to the Undisputed Era here. I agree with you there. Stone rating excitement? Four and a half, just because Ooh. Kyle O'Reilly sells like a fucking superstar. He's probably the best seller in WWE. Wow, that's impressive. Four and a half. I'm going to give it a two and a half. I'm not, I've seen this match a couple times. I'm not jazzed about this one heading into it. Now we get the NXT North American Championship. The the best looking title in the company. Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. Who do you got? I have Pete Dunne, unfortunately. He's going to unseed Velveteen Dream because Velveteen Dream is in the commercial. I think he's gonna be a uh, honestly. No, no, this is uh, he's this in the is he's in the reasoning. commercial. That that's a big, big thing. It's a rub. That is a major rub to his character. He was in it with nothing but legends, and he correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. He was the only NXT guy. I, no, that was solely shot 100. percent I can't even think of anybody thing. else at all. They usually reset after SummerSlam, like they kind of do with WrestleMania. Yep. I think they'll want him going into. <sighs> The new, you know, SmackDown yeah. world on Fox. Yeah, so I think they scary. hand it off to Pete Dunne. Oh. This is a six-stone excitement. Whoa. Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne had one of the best... Ma- I think he had the best match over the last, like, few years with Tyler Bate oh, yeah. at that NXT TakeOver. Probably like two years ago. Chicago, Chicago too. Yeah. The one when ter- Johnny Gargano and... He's uh, great. Roderick Strong is an absolute stud. Yep. I mean... If, if you're new to this podcast, you don't really watch wrestling, I will give you my login for the WWE Network, if I know you personally, sorry. <laughs> Not just random people, but like, you know, Barrett. We're giving, a, we're giving yeah, away I'm giving away Endgame. WWE Network. But go out of your way, find a Reddit link, watch this match, because I think it'll be that good. Okay, I'm going to, so you said hard six. You're giving a full six excitement. Pants Ted City. Actually, I'm more, I would give sixes on excitement better than I've, I don't think I've ever given a six to anything, or like a ten, but this Excitement, one, I give it out easy. I know, I know. Else I give it out hard. We'll see. That's what she said. Excuse me yeah. now. Uh, good for her. Um, or him. Don't forget to slide into Billy D's uh, DMs. No. <laughs> um, no, female. Well, whatever. Or if you know somebody. Who cares? We're all inclusive. Yeah. Um, Velveteen Dream. I'm going to say Roderick Strong takes this. Uh, I tried to do really? this last time on my oh, predictions. Oh, you're trying to get all the belts I think, on the Undisputed Era. I think era. this is where we're going to go this time. I think it will be an outstanding match. I think it will be the longest match of the night. Even though there is a two out of three falls match still to come. I think this might be the one that they give the most time to. Because I think these are guys that can really go. I don't usually like triple threats. It's actually one of my least favorite types of matches. But I, I think this one's going to be great. I'm going to give it a five for my uh, excitement level. Because this one's probably the one I'm looking forward to. I would have much preferred Velveteen Dream versus the either one of them solo. Me I would have experienced him and Roderick Strong. I really want to see, even though we've seen it. But either way, NXT does not disappoint, and they definitely don't disappoint with the triple threats. They are usually bananas. Yes, I want to say this. I think this time NXT needs something, and I think this NXT needs someone in the crowd again. It's been a while since they've had like the person in the audience that's like coming to NXT, like a signing. Like the fact that we don't have the Super Bro. Uh, he'll Matt he'll do on this. something because I, I he's, he's in hot water, though. I think with all the stuff he's been doing with his Jericho, Goldberg, shouting out um, Chris Benoit and videos. I think uh, I, he was on NXT. I, I, no, we I have yet pretty, to see. We haven't seen NXT this week because no, we tape it kind of during it. Yeah, but he all the NXT stuff's taped like weeks ago. So I just have a weird I mean, fe- they sent him out to throw the first pitch for the Tampa Bay Rays awesome. and that thing went viral. That was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Barefoot and he's getting made fun of all these guys. I just think right now he's in a position like if I were to 
have the pencil, I would get him immediately in the Seth Rollins position. Not necessarily the championship, but like get the crowd around him. He knows. I'm the, sold he, on the fucking bro. Yeah, 100%. me too. And I hate and I that gimmick. And I, I hate was, the bro I thing. I love it now. Well, me love too. Because he is different. Like Zack Ryder, I think owned the bro thing, but it's different. Like this guy's like actual lifestyle. Is He's this, a legit bro. Like where 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 He's a Zack bro. Ryder is more of like a really super likable dude who like you would probably like sit here and do the podcast. With I've us. said this about two other people, and I can't actually say it because. It's offensive. It's offensive, but they're the bro. He's the broiest bro to ever bro, bro. He's a fucking legit bro, and I'm not gonna I ask, love it. I'm not gonna ask about that. NXT Women's Championship. You got Mia Yim oh, versus Shayna Baszler. You're a big Mia Yim fan. First, who you have winning this one? Well, game recognized game, as she said. Nope. And I fact. have her winning. You know what? Because it's time to take the title off. She can cut a promo better than Baszler. She's got that badass about mm-hmm. her. She's got what the girls call, I believe, big hoop energy. <laughs> I really know. bringing that bringing that sweat into this uh, podcast, bringing that street knowledge. I love her. Okay, so you got her. I got her. Stone level excitement. Four and a half, five. Uh, I'm gonna. This one's hard for me because I don't know if Mia Yim's the right person to take the title off of Shayna Baszler. Uh, but I'm. I think I'm gonna go the same way. I just think it's time for them to do a switch. I right now she's another person they can use building towards SmackDown and Raw. Yeah, and especially networks. bringing up the girls. Maybe there's something there. I, By the way, great storyline. And this yes. is what NXT does so well, better than anybody. And yeah, WWE's kind of ripping it off. She went out and she tactically took out each one of these girls. Yeah. Indiv- like, that. that's beautiful. It so, made- this match should just be Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. Because, yes. you know, um, Maria Shafai and Marie- no, Marina Shafir and... We I should can't. stop saying NXT people's names because we always forget them. I always do. There's so many wrestlers out there. Anyways, the point here is I think the title will change too. So, so far, we both have every title changing hand so far. Right? Oh, no, you have Street Profits. No, you had them. Yeah, I have everybody. So, every, so far, all titles changing hand. Then we get to the NXT Championship. Two out of three falls. Basically, a three-stage of hell match. Gar- Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Baby. Same thing always happens with every Johnny Gargano match, especially when it's the second or third time. I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Whatever. It's the same old thing. And he always blows me out of the water. Yep. So I'm going to give this like a three and a half, four, because it's going to be long, but they're going to deliver. But it, it, I still have seen it. All right. What do you think here? I'm going to go with the retaining Alec Cole, the only one. I'm going to also go with the same. My stone level is also about a three, only because I was in New York when they had a two out of three falls match, by the way. I know these ones, different stipulations, street fights, gay, whatever. Adam Cole, to me, deserves to keep this title. Yeah. At this point, if you keep bouncing it around, it's just not going to be as impactful. That's just where I go. I want to say one thing before we move on to the main card. I'm excited that Trish is on the main card. This is where Trish should be, though. Put Trish somebody be, over in NXT? Yes. Kind of like Mickey James did a yeah. couple times? Honestly, that's what I thought of. I'm like, and it would just bring buzz. I get why I probably sold some extra tickets. We have a lot of matches. And it's that something for tickets. Charlotte Flair to do. It is. But and it's legit. Honestly, there's something about NXT that I think WWE needs to start. Move, like, if all due respect to Candice LeRae and I- Io Shirai. Put that on like a pre-show of that. Imagine if it was Trish and Charlotte on NXT. I don't want that. Me, I don't want Charlotte there. The only reason I want it there is because... I think it will just put another shine back on these people. See, I, I don't like that, though, because that's what they do with WWE on the main level. They bring Goldberg out. They trot out these old people to try and get you to care about the product. They are building a great, legit thing in NXT, and keep it that way. Keep your people there. If you're going to bring somebody in, like Trish, have her put over 
someone there. Have her put over Shayna Baszler. I feel like that means more than oh, just that's, putting, okay, that than I just putting Charlotte Flair with her down there. Like, hey, I we're it. giving you a big league match tonight. Like, it's when Trot Nixon used to play for the Paw Sox. You know, <laughs> come down and see Trot Nixon. I don't give a fuck. I got you. I don't know. I just think it would have been cool if Charlotte did something where she's like, you know, when she said, I don't have a point, I'm going to get somebody bigger. She went down to NXT for a taping and was like, all right, I'm calling out Even this that, locker room. if Charlotte went down there. I'm just saying, it would have been cool if she's like, I'm calling out this locker room and then out of nowhere, like, William Regal said, well, we have someone for you. She's returning. I, I'm just, I'm spitballing, but I, I I could go either way. I'm just, there's something about NXT when, like, returning legends, like, I don't think, the main roster doesn't need it anymore. There's just so many competitors and wrestlers and talents that you need to build their character so you don't need the Goldbergs or the Tristratuses. Quickly, another thing NXT is doing great, and I think Raw and SmackDown are picking up on a little bit. Everything doesn't need to be on the pay-per-view. It can be on the show, and it can build there, and maybe it gets a pay-per-view a little bit down the road. Yeah. Not at, like, the bro doesn't look like he's booked right now. Probably not going to be. Maybe he'll have something backstage. But Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Oh, very cool. With the Forgotten Sons. Like, this is a very cool storyline. Great. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to get that probably the next week. Like, they'll be part of the pre... So, NXT tapes their next week of... Two shows, right? Just one, usually. And it will be the pre-show of this. So, like, I've seen... In New York, it was, like, Street Profits match. I've seen Heavy Machinery in the past. So, this, I think you're going to see probably that... Forgotten Sons versus Breezango, or if maybe they'll rename that tag team. No, keep it. I love it. All right. All right. So, all right. Let, let's go back. We're going to go back to the Wayback Machine. 13 years. We were wow. at. It's really. Yeah, 13, 13 years. years. We were at SummerSlam. One of my in favorite Boston. stories of all time. So, we. This is like OG, like how you used to get tickets. Rated our superstar, Billy D. We did not. We did not. Go on Ticketmaster at 10 a.m. We weren't in a waiting room. It was 10 p.m. the night before at the boss. I think Fleet Set? No, it was. No, it was a garden. Was it the garden in 2008? Anyways, yeah, it was a yeah. garden. But it was the TD Bank North Garden? Or like the whole. Something like that. It was that. a long name. Anyways, we were outside. It was the there. Center. Yeah, for the day. Uh, we were outside at 10 p.m. the night before, a Friday night going through a Saturday. To be there for the on sale to get front row tickets and spend three hundred dollars. And boy, did we get them! Oh, we got them. But the ride to get there. Well, first we went to a party where I was probably drinking cranberry. And I, no, I wasn't because I don't drink and drive. You but weren't drinking, and that comes that, into play. that comes into play. So we went to a house party, yep. and this kid we know called me a pussy for not drinking at his party. Whatever. You know, sweat off my back. And he also, you also said to him, "Oh, I'm driving." Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, you're a pussy then. You don't drink and drive." Pretty much. I don't know if that was quoted, but he basically was alluding alluding to that fact. So then we go, we camp out. I get Taco Bell on the way there. Get sick, throw up out the window. I forgot about that fight. While driving. While driving, threw up out the window. That was dangerous. So we wait in line, and then probably at like 1 or 2 a.m. Yeah, somewhere around that time, because there was people in line with us that were playing uh, WrestleMania 2000, I want to say. Really? Yeah, remember they had the TV set up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, honestly, that was like the entertainment of the night, where all, everyone's just talking, wrestling. It was really cool. There was probably like 40 of us around the beginning. I think me and you tried to name every Lost episode in order. Oh, yeah, that was around that time. Well, absolutely. And then you get a phone call. I get a phone call. It's, I believe, Jimmy Holland. Yes, saying friend of the Saying, we need you to bail out this kid who called me a pussy for drinking and driving because Not he drinking got, and driving. Not drinking and driving because he got arrested for drunk driving, and he was also carrying an underage girl in his car. Pachi? No. no. Oh. Um, but yeah, he. so he was... You had then left. I held your spot. You leave, and you were gone for probably two hours. Yeah. Because you had to basically go to the police station. Yep. The stadium place by... Uh, by like Wellington. The, yes. And you had to bail this kid out. Yep. It's a proud moment for me. 
Exactly. Does anything make you feel better than when you bail somebody out of jail and they were calling you out? No, it was pretty cool. Early. I loved it. So then Bill comes back. We end up staying in line. 10 a.m. rolls around the next day. We get front row tickets to 2006 SummerSlam. A pretty good show. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. We got Hogan right, Orton. Yeah. You had Batista. Uh, we talked about this versus Booker T when Booker T had to give himself the powerbomb. You had John Cena versus Edge. Rey Mysterio you, versus Chavo Guerrero. Watch that. Honestly, go on your network. If you were listening to us now, go on the network. Watch the very first match, the end. You will see me, a very, very chubby version of myself, chubbier, counting out the three. When me wearing a knockoff Affliction t-shirt. Oh, this is Rocking prime. a Figueroa chain. <laughs> super tight, high fade. And the funny thing is, I posted a picture of that and then there's a kid that I kind of from high school oh, was he like, who like 10 years later was like you do realize that's me sitting next to you and I was like no idea that was nuts you told me about that that's crazy so yeah so that was our 2006 maybe if SummerSlam's back next year we'll have the some fond, mem- fond memories fond memories of oh, yeah. SummerSlam that was a good one that was a lot of fun and now we're getting into the biggest party of the summer the 2019 SummerSlam we'll quickly run through who we think is going to win and our excitement we'll start I'm actually not gonna I don't know if this Roman Reign match is going to happen and I don't really want to, so we're not going to go there. I don't know if this Intercontinental Championship match, which was rumored, is going to happen, so we're not going to talk about that either. We'll start Let's with quickly one. talk about the Roman Reigns angle, though. Real okay. Quick. What'd you think? I actually thought they rebounded very strong. I thought this week was good. I thought the Samoa Joe part, where he's like, Everything I thought was a home run. I, I just... The only thing I would say that was more of a double than a home run, I love the Buddy Murphy involvement. We finally Buddy get... Buddy Biceps, by the way, joining oh, the club. he is gigantic. He is, he, I, I aspire to be... Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Murphy. So Billy Murphy will start calling yeah. you. Billy Buddy Murphy. I hoped when they showed that scene, I was like, oh, this could really lead to something good. Because they're finally doing the stuff where it's like you're adding other characters into it. In, in, you're basically weaving a story with multiple characters, which we need more of. But the fact that he said who did it at the end bothered me. We didn't need it right then. We could have just said, I didn't see him. I don't know. And we could have just kind of been left with like a little more of a cliffhanger or something. I just... The fact that he said Rowan, he's like, who's Daniel Bryan? He's like, I didn't see Daniel Bryan, but I saw Rowan. Then the show basically ended with showing Daniel Bryan and Rowan. I kind of like that because it leaves it up in the air. Okay. I'll give it, I just, for me, I wouldn't mind if this thing led to like a Survivor Series match and we have a few months. Rowan Reigns has to continue to be attacked. Maybe gets in a little baby feud with somebody else. Maybe a Buddy Murphy. Oh, I'm totally on board for all of that. And then like, slow build. I feel like everything just gets paid off so quick. Like if this match happened, I have a feeling we're going to see Rowan Reigns come out at SummerSlam calling out Rowan. It'll be a two second match. Like, no, it should be two backstage promos and something happened to Roman Reigns again. Maybe. I, I just have I'm my guess. If, if <sighs> My guess is there's going to be John a match. John talked a lot about this day. It's the 83 weeks philosophy of you have to give people a reason to keep coming back, to tease at the end. Yep. Hopefully that's what yeah. this is. Hopefully they keep doing that because I think this is something that that's people, a good point. people would tune in for. And it's Roman Reigns. So you, yep. you, you've got one of the biggest stars in the company. Keep building this, please. I still think you're going to get Rowan squashed at... I'd be so pissed. I think it'll be a little feud. He'll call them out backstage. Daniel Bryan said he had nothing to do with it. Then eventually he'll find out Daniel Bryan was the one who orchestrated. Or maybe Buddy Murphy, which would be really interesting, lied. That would be even better. If he I'd just love made that, that up. Mm-hmm. And he just was saying a name so he didn't get accosted by Roman Reigns. We'll see. Uh, let's start with one of the bigger now buzz matches. Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> First of all, if you're the Miz right now, are you not just miserable to realize oh. that... Didn't like it? Oh. Try it again? Yeah. Oh, by the way, where do you get secondhand shrimp? Where do you get secondhand shrimp? I don't know, Bill. Where? The prawn shop. So, uh, if you are the Miz, this guy last year was going against Daniel Bryan in one of the more hyped matches of the card. He is now turning complete babyface. Basically, if you don't watch, 
Miz vs. Mrs. basically explains his turn baby face. Oh, I watch Miz vs. So this week, do you see how he, he explained his baby face? He's now likable because of the show, so his character can't be dislikable. Dumb. It is dumb. Stupid. But I gotta say, when I do watch Miz and Mrs., I find myself with a smile on my face the whole Me time. too. It's a great show. The it's chemistry, the most, I told you. I always tell my wife, I wish we were like them. It's unbelievable. She, you know what she told me? How we can be like them? How? Money in a TV, in a, in a camera in front of us. That's true, but I feel like they are like that in real life. That's what they want you to think, Bill. They probably know. hate each other, wait for the divorce. No, kidding. Good luck to the Miz. But the Miz still cutting fire promos. Dolph Ziggler yeah. still, but it was stronger, but he still I, sucks. My th- Goldberg sucks. I've oh, never Jesus. been less excited for a match in my adult life. See, I actually am the opposite of you. I'm excited for this because Why? it's, it's going to be two minutes. It's an attraction match, and I want... It's like a night not, out for me. It's it's not going to happen, but I want Dolph Ziggler to shock the world. No. I want to see... Why me? push this guy now? I don't know, but I want it to happen. Honestly, but honestly, and you know I'm a huge Ziggler fan. This makes no sense. This all came out of nowhere. Everything that Ziggler's been doing for the last like five weeks, like he was gone. Next year, he's been in two championship matches By wrestling. the way, the dry-haired wrestling, what is that? That looks terrible. What do you... Oh. Nice poof. Uh, it's it looks awful. different. Everything about this thing sucks. You, huh. You're not giving the Miz a match on the second that, well, biggest event of the this year. This is where I'm him. getting at. Like the Miz is just—he he can't be a babyface. I'm sorry, it's just not working. He's lost every event that he's been on. He was in that feud with Shane McMahon that did nothing for him. Now he's the second biggest pay per view in the of the of the calendar year. He's not on it. Slowly which I'm fine killing with, Miz. But it's, slowly killing Miz. It's really bizarre to me, and I feel like the company's so behind him too. I don't know something happened. The difference. I am so excited. I'm usually excited for NXT because it's always worth the watch. SummerSlam, there's like one or two things I'm excited for. This is this is the least excited I've been for a match again, maybe ever. So what did Stone ready given this one? Negative six. There's no negatives. Zero. No Zero. Sense. Absolutely none. I don't care. I'm going to give this a three just because I think Goldberg has something to prove. And what? there's no... That he, could, that he can actually wrestle. But he can't. I, that's fine. I, but he's out there to show that he can put on at least a match. And I don't think there is anybody I can better. put on a match. I don't think that, I don't believe that. I don't think there's anybody better suited than Dolph Ziggler to do this for him. Like, I think Dolph Ziggler, is, this is like a, a tip of the cap. I got you, bro. Like, this is him telling it's Goldberg, gonna I got you. It's going to be a jackhammer and a spear. I hope Dolph Ziggler shocks the world. By being entertaining, that would be amazing, yes. Oh, come on. He's, well, he is entertaining. No, he's not. I'm not going to do this. All right. We're going to actually... Well, no. We'll start. We'll just go up this. We have the Fiend Bray Wyatt Should versus be the Finn Balor. I am honestly... And I want to do this at the end. I'll tell you actually what we'll do as we go on. Did you I, did you see the end of the SummerSlam p- promo they've been playing? Yeah, they keep showing the Fiend at the very end. I truly believe, knowing we've talked about this, I've been in these events recently. I've been to the last couple of WrestleManias. Brag. Brag, my bank account ain't bragging. But this... They need to really start reevaluating how they stack their cards. The start's always good. There's too many matches. But then you have to end it on something that's like spectacle. Like, honestly, if they said Dolph Ziggler... people want to wait for the whole time. We well, talked about this the last time. Yes. It's always a match that doesn't deserve to be in the main event anyways. Yeah, so Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor, it could be a five-minute match. It could be an eight-minute match. It could be three minutes. It could be, be two. It could be whatever. That should be the last thing we see because this character is something much bigger right now. There's only one other match I could even argue to be in the final spot, but this is bigger than the Universal Championship. It is. Universal Championship has been treated like absolute trash when Brock Lesnar cashed in last time. I thought Seth was trying to get something going there, but to me, I have a five and a half stone excitement for this. Um, All about Bray Wyatt. Right um, yeah, I'm about four and a half, which I, is crazy because I care so much more about the NXT stuff. I, I'm, I'm still a little bit worried. 
because the 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 fiend Finn stuff is gonna win. <laughs> well, yeah, the fiend stuff with the the Firefly Funhouse stuff yeah. hasn't been as good. I don't give a fuck about the production value. Yeah, I, I was gonna say it's like, not. It's people no complaining longer. about the production value. Fucking get over it. Yeah. Like we're lucky we have S- something that's good. That's a goddamn D. The content <laughs> in that is good. It, I don't like the content in that. You don't like this week? No. Oh, uh, so I liked it. They're, they're, I think they think that, like they can just do anything now and people will draw random conclusions. I want some actual substance, some context. Some real stuff. Not that I have to like do these... Then I love the Detective Nestle stuff on, on the job knocker. Absolutely love it. But I want some real tangible stuff in there. Yeah, they're not going to give you that. The whole point is like not, innuendos not, and... Innuendos, but like stuff that makes sense. Well, he's basically saying that before people used to make fun of him because he was fat. And now look at him. He's going to basically kill Br- uh, Finn Balor because he's so fit. Here's a match I'm super not excited about. You got Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. Oh, and this somehow, is bathroom break. It's Are somehow, we watching this together? Yeah, come on over or wherever. Uh, Kevin Owens loses. He will quit WWE. He asked Shane McMahon on SmackDown to put his career in line. I'm like, oh, this is good. Now we're going to get rid of Shane. So no. And the I, match is just is. There, I've, I could not be more disengaged from this. Like, the this only way I could be more disengaged is if they put Dolph Ziggler in this match. Oh, That's about come it. on. You're burning Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> that poor guy works his tail off. Um, he, he's a great wrestler. I just don't care about him anymore. I, I think we get the point, Bill. I get <laughs> it. You don't care about him. All right. Stone rating on this one? One. I have a one stone rating. Half. I don't like this Ke- Kevin Owens character. Not into it. It's just not not biting for me. And I just, I'm so over Shane McMahon. I'm so over all of his lackeys. I'm so over, like, he doesn't need to be this guy. He should never be this guy. He's not that good. He's not he, a his father no and his father his father wasn't this guy his father didn't wrestle this much he never wrestled no, he only wrestled when it was really called for there was a stretch in like 2000 like the when he was yeah, fighting. but he was never like oh it's a vince mcmahon match that you really want to see like him versus hogan started that like in wrestlemania 19 he had the those- tag team match where he fought Shawn michaels and god though but that was much later that was 2006 <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous but that's the type you know who else was in that match shane that's the spot. This is just, I don't know why. Whoever really came up with this is the biggest Shane. brown. No, it's a, no. I, I I would almost put money that Shane doesn't want to be doing this. No. I, absolutely. I, that's just does. my feeling because he no, has the power to say fucking no. Yeah, but no, he doesn't because you yes, know what? he does. I don't believe he does. I think his father's probably like, that's good shit. Yeah, we, Shane, you're doing this. This is what we want. I think the same thing with he Stephanie. He can say no to his dad. It is Stephanie a, can it, say no to dad. It is a kiss ass writer somewhere that's like, Shane, you're going to win the best in the world and we're going to run this through for the next year and a half. There's Ugh. been no payoff to that. There's no ending in sight. It's sick. It's over. Nobody cares. Uh, I'll take uh, Kevin Owens, by the way. Yeah, sure. Kevin Owens. United States Championship. You get AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Stone rating for me? Solid four. We saw it recently. I don't think these guys are going to put on a bad match, but I like this. Three and a half. It'll be fun. Uh, I'm assuming this will be the match that opens the night for the main card. That's an interesting one. Yep. Tone setter. Get people excited. And then it'll just go all the way down from there. (laughs) But. I think it'll be a very, very good match. I think AJ retains. I agree. It's just, I've seen it. I want to see this match give me that old school vibe of like the OCs comes out to interfere, the ref stops and throws them out of the ringside. Oh, and that gives like the crowd that extra. There's just, even though you know what's going to happen, it does get you excited when they throw people out of the ring. I think that's like a ringside and then ricochet a couple. There's going to be a lot of close calls. I want to see if they can pull off a his 630 splash miss if he can roll, roll back into a Styles Clash. I'm actually predicting that's going to happen. Don't know how the body twerk works. So basically, he does the four, the six thirty lands basically on his ass to kill himself. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, but I mean, then I like they do it. Front rolls, then does like a backflip. AJ catches him, hits him with the Styles Clash. That's how it ends. 
I'm going to go with AJ as well. I'm pretty excited for this one. But I do like the idea of this one potentially kicking it off. That's not a bad call. I mean, that'll, we be, don't have that'll be the only matches. thing that'll get me excited. Even though they're probably going to add two. They're going to add two tag matches. Please don't. Uh, Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. This is the match I think starts tonight. Really? Uh, I'll oh, get into gross. why. <laughs> I think Trish is going to get a big pop. I think you get this match somewhat out of the way because I don't think it's going to be good. With yeah, all that's respect. why I don't want it to start the night. I know, but I think it's it's the spectacle of it. I think Trish Stratus is going to get a huge monster pop. I think Charlotte Flair will get a lot of heat. I think it will start. I think they want this to be first for this reason. They want the crowd. I think this is all for Becky Lynch and Natalia. I think they want this crowd to start doing like pro Canada, boo US or anybody from anywhere else. So I think Charlotte's going to get a boatload of heat. I think she's going to take her out. And honestly, and if they're smart, no more than eight minutes. Don't make this go on because Trish, great, one of the best female like turnaround characters, awesome twenty, oh. you know, eighteen years ago. But Charlotte needs to jump. She turned into a pretty good wrestler. Oh yeah, she sure did. She was the wrestler for that time, like her and Lita. My favorite person, my favorite female growing up by far and away. Oh my friend, I was showing my wife. She was like, so this Trish, she kind of looks like she looks good. She's older. I was like, let me show you something. Oh, I was showing her picture. She said heaven. she looked a little bit like an like a hoa. But I said that was the that was the, the style back then with the thin eyebrows. And she she says a lot of that about Mandy Rose. Oh, I love Mandy Rose. She She's the she, modern day Trish Stratus. She is, but not as good. I would I would argue almost as good. That's almost. Fine. Right there. Right there. There was just something a little extra about Trish. Oh yeah, Trish had the extra flair. And some extra stuff too. But I'm gonna say Spoiler alert, Canada going over two on the night. I hope Charlotte fucking squashes her. I, I hope this so. is two to three minutes. Trish gets a couple of moves right off right off the bat, and then Charlotte gives her that big awesome kick she does every once in a while. Yep. Puts her in the figure four. Figure game eight. over. Well, figure eight. In Arch figure four thing. into the figure eight. Arch that shiz. All right, then we have the SmackDown. Oh, how many star rating do you have excitement going into Charlotte and Trish? One and a half. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Maybe two. That's definitely cause. why I don't want it to start. So I just, I, that's my hunch. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Ember Moon. Before we even add, pick a winner, what's your stone rating excitement? 0. 0.7. I would, honestly, Bill, I was going to say 0. 0.5. I, this match should be more important. No, but it's not, though. It, the, the, that storyline on SmackDown was idiotic. Yeah, it, the, the whole thing's a mess. But I would say this. This is how easy it comes down to. When when there's two title matches on each side for every title, one is obviously going to outshine the other, and this isn't even close. You don't even have to like the Becky Lynch Italia storyline, but no matter what, you're probably still more invested just from everything they've done to make it feel important. This one, I honestly think they forget it's happening. I'm, I'm honestly trying to figure out which women's wrestling t-shirt I'm going to wear here on Sunday night. It's either my Becky Lynch or one of my many hugger t-shirts. It's probably going to be Becky Lynch because this match has... No steam. Nothing. No. I mean... Like, I don't even know... This is a... You know what should And be I love both of these women. Yeah, me They're too. Two They're two of my favorite... They're two of my favorite wrestlers. Definitely two of my favorite females. Top three. I, I just... For me, this is so poorly put together. It's babyface versus babyface for a title that just doesn't seem important. Bailey pulling out the no, money. No, it's not important. Yeah, the Bailey pulling out the money in the bank, the one she did, all that. Like this really just screams to me. This should still be Becky Lynch having both belts. This is why. Because then should be Becky Lynch be having the only belt. Well, that, or they could have done that. Anything like that. But I just going off of having the two. This is where Becky should still have the two, and they should have done something more creative with it. Because Bailey versus Ember for Money in the Bank would be a so much more interesting story. Because just I, I don't want to see Bailey lose, and I don't want to see. Ember wins, so Bailey is Bailey. done. She's Dolph Ziggler territory as a babyface. It's right so now. sad. It really shouldn't be that way. 
She just she can't do it. She I think she can do it. I just don't think. Well, they, they didn't her, build her problem. Yeah, they just don't like if for like one month. They did her versus Alexa was much better than her versus. It was Ember. fine. Like her. By the way, know. by the way, fucking the iconics dropping the titles. Fuck that. I fucking hate Alexa Bliss now. And no. Nikki Cross. That's a terrible story. The it, women's division know, went we from blame great, them. great to everything is shit now. Well, everything is shit. It, it's really bizarre. All bad stories. It's really bizarre. The only thing I kind of liked was Lacey Becky, and Lacey's been off TV forever, which, I'm, which I'm okay yeah, with. Yeah, her and Baron. But that was break. the only thing in the women's division that was any good besides the Iconics, and now there's nothing. So my hope is that whether it's this match, which I think it should be this one, Iconics just wreak havoc. I hope so. they did the one thing they oh, gave the, the uh, behind the scenes thing. Well, that too. But before we get there, the beginning of that match, they made them look like the most ridiculously tough team. And yeah. they looked like the ascension. They looked the best they ever had. Yeah. Because they never were taken seriously as an in-ring thing, which is fine. They don't. They shouldn't, in a way, because their character is so good. But I would say that they are going to... I think they should, like, interfere and, like, do, like, a thing where they, like, are so upset about losing their titles and, like, how ridiculous it was. This is a good spot to put them in. Because then, after this, if Bailey and Ember retain, maybe there's some more heat. You can actually build something. So now we care to see Bailey with the title as a sympathetic babyface instead of, like... There. No, there's nothing you can do to save her. Absolutely nothing. That's it's my, over. That's my hope for it. Uh, I will say Bailey wins this one. Bailey turns heel. How about that's, that? That's, and wins. Well, that sounds like an extreme, extreme hope. But extreme rules. We, we can only hope. All right. Now, the Raw Women's Championship, Becky Lynch versus Natalya in a submission match. Because of the submission match stipulation. I hate submission in, matches. Oh, man. They're so bad. Because it's in Canada, I'm going to go with a four and a half stone excitement. Because I think they... <laughs> I've got... What? Because I'm really into this. I am. I'm a... Why? Because I'm a... Natty's I'm, promos have been awful. I don't care about her promos. I care about the way that... This, the, the vibe that I get with the with the heat in the ring. The way that Raw started this week with, like, the four... Like, it just was the first time I watched <sighs> a match in Raw. I didn't know what was going to happen. And, like, heels were on face. were tagging. It was like the first... They do that. I was like, thank you. It didn't do the stupid thing where it's like, oh, Trish and Becky, because they're both good guys teamed up. I liked it. I like the way we're heading with this. I like the fact that, like, Natalia's putting the sharpshooter over. is like the best submission move ever. If I had to pick between the two, if I had to get one, the arm, a disarmor or the sharpshooter, I think I could survive the disarmor a little bit longer. No way. Your no, arm the sharpshooter sharp is not real unless it's, like, applied when, incorrectly. I know, but I just feel like that. And I'm also a Bret Hart mark, so, of course, I'm going to go there. But... I just feel this match I'm very excited for. And I don't actually know how they're going to pull it off. Because I hope that... I actually have a weird feeling the crowd's not even going to be as into Natalia as they think. Well, yeah, because she fucking sucks. I don't She's think ruining she the heart legacy by being terrible. But that's the cool story of it where Becky calls her out. I think Becky's back like with that. Like her promos have been outstanding. She's been good. But the heel makes the baby face. And I just don't care to watch it because she's not a good heel. So she's excited. not even a What's good opponent. There's nothing about her that is good. It was in this weird middle ground where they were trying to make Becky the heel. Then Natalia snaps at the end of Raw, but they put her over as a baby face. Oh, you don't like if she does that in that match, it's going to be good. No, it's not. No, it's not. Like, she'll get disqualified. She'll lose if she does that. This was built just as bad. Uh, maybe a little bit better than the Bailey feud, but I have oh, no excitement. Better. No excitement. Becky, I if, I if Natalia wins, I will fucking riot. Just so you and know. And I'll be here. Two you better hope she doesn't. <laughs> you were Desmond. <laughs> two years ago, Natalia beat Naomi at SummerSlam, and it was in a similar position. Not Obviously, never, not oh, as big. Right. It was like oh, Naomi was on a big baby face run. Like It was a face for its face, and she beats her. At SummerSlam, and the most forgettable title run, you couldn't remember anything because about it. Because she's natty. No, but see, I think she's very good. Like, she's good in the she's ring. She's a good wrestler. She, I thought this Monday was, like, the best in-ring. Like, the beginning of that match was, like, her best performance in a while. I think she knows this is, like, a very big opportunity. So I hope her and Becky really do have they an opportunity won't. to steal the show. We'll see. 
We'll see how it goes. I think Becky still holds on. 0.7 stone rating, Becky all the way. Okay. Then we'll, we'll go Universal Championship first, because I think the other one actually has a chance of main event. This probably will be your main event. Universal probably will be will the be, main event. And it will absolutely be booed and not cared for. Brock Lesnar defending his Universal Championship for Seth Rollins. Stone rating excitement? 0.3. Wow, that's real low. I would say a 1. Uh, if, just, if Seth Rollins didn't wasn't on TV since the ambulance thing... You would have had my interest a little bit. Yeah, if he if he didn't come out with his hat backwards oh and, a, and a cane or whatever. God, as a backward hat, backwards hat wearer, I, I'd love to be on board with this guy. I, I hate everything he is and has become. With the chair. He comes up with the oh, chair and didn't even hit him. God, it was so, it was so embarrassing. He did say he was going to win. And when a baby face makes a promise, they usually come through. So. Oh. Yeah, Usually. I mean, that's how you the, build a baby face, unfortunately. It's the classic, he went over, uh, Brock went over on the pay- on the night before yeah. the pay-per-view, blah, 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 blah. Brock Lesnar has to keep this title, or otherwise it means nothing. I, They're so... going into the new SmackDown uh, on Fox. He's going to be the champion. Another he's, he, he's, he's, he's back now in a more believable role. Give him a better fucking opponent than Seth Rollins as a babyface. Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins as a babyface is terrible. I don't disagree, but I don't agree. I thought Seth was doing a really <laughs> good job. Well, I don't. I don't think he, like. I don't think he's a great babyface. I think he's he's fading fast without the title. He was making the title kind of seem good to me. I, I I'll be honest. Like, I was kind of into it. I didn't love the Baron Corbin storyline. I think they need to start really deciding how to get better. That opponents. was his only storyline. I know, but I think even before, like, well, right after he was defending it on Raw, like there was some cool stuff going on. That was like a week. That's all it takes. Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar. This is really hard for me. He has to win. My guess, my gut tells me Seth Rollins wins this and like goes over strong. But I also kind of agree. I think Brock Lesnar keeps it. He should keep it. And I don't know where we go from here. And it scares me that Roman Reigns is out there. And I know he's on SmackDown, but like... You're flip-flopping like ice. I know, because I'm I, honestly uncomfortable by this story. Like, I don't know where to go. Because Brock Lesnar without the belt, without money in the bank, I don't know where they do with him. If he's just going to go back to like cool matches every so often. Seth Rollins with the championship... Nothing. He's nothing. Who's he the next? I, and you know what I think for both of them? Nothing. Who's the next guy? Like, where does this lead to? And I'm going to ask you a major question after we get to the WWE Championship. The main this event. This should be the main event if it's not the Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. Hashtag it, JC's main Fiend event. Hashtag my main event. This Hashtag is, the best match on this fucking card. And it's not even close. And I was a little bit like, ah, oh, they didn't, they weren't on the shows. I, Randy Orton was in wherever he was oh getting God. RKO'd by his, his wife. wife. Him and his wife. Good lord. Kim Orton. Lover. Yeah. That's a woman. Hell yeah. The Kofi promo, I'm going to say, better than the Orton one last week. I loved it. You know what? It's counter to the other. Randy's was really good. Then Kofi comes back. He's the last one to do it. They're both all about storytelling, all about history, all about where they are today, and all about why they want to win. That no, Nobody else is talking about winning. Seth Rollins, I don't know why I'm How doing this anymore. How much meant to him. If I was the WWE, I would put that Kofi thing everywhere. My... My boss at my work got to look at Kofi Kingston. He's like, I love this guy. He's my favorite wrestler. He doesn't watch wrestling or yeah, anything, but he knows his of story, it. But he's like, this guy's fucking great. He, he, he is great. His story's believable. I hope he lives up to it in the ring because he can lack in the ring a little bit. At times. At times. But this is the match. This is the main event. This is the only it, thing you've really built well. Here's the two because things. Because it, it had a history going into it, Absolutely. but they played with it. The two things I that I have to say about this is it's all going to be, I think, for Randy Orton and for Kofi Kingston, I think they both know this is a huge opportunity for both of them. Randy Orton's kind of hot again when they were in that battle royal to see who would face Brock Lesnar. Everybody wanted Randy Orton. Now Randy Orton against Kofi Kingston. They're cutting killer promos. They have a lot of story. I think 
if they put this in like the fifth spot, like in the middle of the card, we're in trouble. I think they're still going to put on a good match, but it's not going to be as remembered, I don't think. Kind of what they did with Kofi and Daniel. One of the best matches in WrestleMania history. Yeah, absolutely. But it's in the middle of the card and, and being in a live event. I'm just going to take this. As over. I said it at the time, that should have been the main event. It should have been, now looking back specifically, but actually I'll still always give the women the credit. But Kofi Kingston and Randy Ward, if they say to them, you're going on second to last, they will go out and put on the show that they know they can put on. They put, I just, or early, maybe this could be a first match too. Like, I'm okay with I that too. I think anywhere on the card, they're going to go and steal the show. I hope so. I just see And Randy I never Orton. think the main event can steal a show, but they don't. They're, not on WWE. They're, not how long these events are now. No, but nobody thinks they're going to be in the main event. So yeah. if they get in the main event, they're going to earn being in the main event. And if they're not in the main event, they're going to go crazy. All right. Stone rating heading in. I'm going to give it a five. All right. I'm going to give it a five and a half because I'm really excited for it. I am really nervous about it. Um, I, 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 who do you think takes it? That, and I don't Forget who I picked for the jobber knocker. I really do because it was it, to me it's a coin flip. And again, that's what makes a great match because they built a feud. <sighs> yeah. I don't really know. Randy Orton could win it. Yeah. I'm going to say Orton because I want this feud to go at least two more pay-per-views. Yes. Yeah, so and I want Kofi to get two title runs. It's really hard. I want Co- I don't want to see Kofi's run shortened. Because right now he's been a champion longer, by the way, than Roman Reigns' three championships combined. Just And Jericho's probably fucking Intercontinental. Oh, yeah. No, he's not. Not yet. But he has one of the better runs. I actually like to see him maybe run the gamut to, to WrestleMania. We'll see. That maybe I'm stretching a little bit. I wouldn't because... The reason why he's such a good champion right now was the overcoming the odds story. I would love to see Orton do something dirty. Yeah, like cheat to win, win almost. And then Kofi has to battle his way has back. Has to battle his way back. So I'm going to get to something in a second about that. I just want to say I love these promos because Kofi's basically reestablishing that when 10 years ago he called him stupid with the title he pushed people down and Kofi's explained since I've gotten the title I've pu- pulled people up from this country all that I love it so I want to see Kofi keep it I do really like the idea of Randy Orton stealing it from you uh, to me that's how you continue the hero's journey he loses and you gotta do it so you this is really important so when Ri- when Daniel Bryan went on his historic run to then get to Wrestlemania it started at, Wrestle- at SummerSlam he beat John Cena and then Randy Orton cashed a Triple H turn on. Last year, Becky Lynch's run to WrestleMania started at SummerSlam. She was part of a three-way because, um, what do you call Charlotte? Uh, Sniper Charlotte. How does she always weasel her way into matches? Oh, uh, I thought Shoveler Charlotte. Something like that. <laughs> so she shoveled her way into the match with Carmella last year. Beat... Carmella and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch and beat the crap out of yep. her after. That kicked off the Becky Lynch, the man character. All that started at SummerSlam. Who, if you had to pick out of all this, whether it's oh, people on the... Who do we think this kicks off potentially a big run for somebody, whether it's just the remainder of the year or a big run to WrestleMania? It could be on the card or not, and I'll explain why. On the card or not, big run to WrestleMania. Who do I legitimately think it could be or who yes. do I want it to be? Give me one of each, if you like, because I could give you one of each. I would, you know, I'm going to always pick this guy for everything. It's going to be the Velveteen Dolph Ziggler. Dolph. Hey! Dolph Ziggler, big run from Bill when he beats Goldberg. Velveteen Dream. Oh, you think he's, okay. I pray for something for him to be in this or at least, yeah, fuck it. Dude, stop doing shit on Monday nights. Get people excited on Sunday. We're here. We're the real fans. Give us something and you can still do it on fucking yeah. Monday night. And then for people, I don't know, give me fucking Buddy Murphy. So that's who you legitimately think is going to be, Buddy Murphy? I can't, I, I, uh, I can't think off the top of my head who I think legitimately it could be. 
he's not a bad choice, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Unfortunately, I think the legitimate, and maybe it will turn even my opinion of it, your opinion of it, I think it's Kevin Owens. I think that they're going <sighs> to really start to see what they got on him. I think he could destroy Shane. He's not going to do it against Shane, though. Uh, I, I just see this could be a spark to something. Somebody who I would like to see the spark be lit under to make this like really go, and I, I'm a little, I think Braun Strowman somehow. I don't know where well, he, he gets involved. He hasn't been on TV. Nope. I don't know where he gets involved. He signed a new big contract. I think they really want to get behind him, so I could see him being the guy. They do something here at SummerSlam that like starts to reignite him. The, those are just two that I feel. Um, Braun Strowman's not a bad choice if he interferes somewhere. That would be Or great. just like it's involved in something backstage. Maybe something even with this Roman Reigns wiggle him in. Doesn't have to be involved like he did it, but just something else. Um, because I just see those guys and the only other one that I think is realistic, even though it's usually baby faces that they do this with, is the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Maybe he just goes on a legit murdering streak of characters. I would love for him to squash Finn Balor if they're going to have the match on earlier in the night and then he comes out and just lays out Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins. Something like that. I just don't want him to go to the title picture that quick because it never works that way. It ne- it's never a good thing. I see so many True. people like, want him Fine. as the champion but I'm just AJ saying for me... Uh, AJ and Ricochet. Yeah, that's fine. I, I just, no, I don't want him involved in that. I actually don't mind him just not getting re-involved and like every month find somebody and just like somebody that they want to take a break. Too. Like so maybe like you know we haven't seen Baron Corbin on TV. So like just whoever you want to just give a cool off period to, let the Fiend just sure. wipe them out. And honestly, I wouldn't mind the Fiend also potentially getting involved in the twenty four seven title picture. Not, I would not. It's not. Be, it's not. It's too slapstick. But I'm not that he has to be the champion. But like when they're doing something goofy and like you, you just. I like when he pops up in moments you just don't expect. That's what I thought was good about this Raw with Kurt Angle. Like that was great. I want to see something like that where it's like maybe at the oh like oh the twenty four seven champions run the like just more of that and wiping people out and then maybe eventually maybe this is a Royal Rumble win for him or maybe he oh, is a major part of it I would love that I, I just want him in, like I want people to like The Fiend but also hate The Fiend so like I wouldn't mind seeing like Fiend versus Kofi at Wrestlemania next year I don't think they see money in that but I just see like a super baby face that people love versus a guy that you want to like but has been murdering all your favorites I think you can do whatever you want with him if you book it right I'm not I'm not, I mean, I'm worried about what they do with things, but you can do so many different things with a character like Bray Wyatt. I'm not worried about the potential to do anything with him. All right. But if let, that made any sense. I know I do. They, everything is unlimited. It's all about how they do it. Quickly, SummerSlam, where does it rank amongst your favorite pay-per-views when WWE? So I, I think we'll go with the Mount Rushmore of WWE pay-per-views here. Okay. I think so you also claim to have created that? Oh, they created that one, too. I think so. Oh, do they have a friend named Rushmore? First of all, we all know number one would be Great Balls of Fire. Yep, absolutely. Capital Carnage. I mean, for me, my power rankings would go Royal Rumble, yep. WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and then Money in the Bank. So Oof. the big four isn't a legit big four anymore. No, because Survivor Series is fun, but not nearly. I That's really, not fun they, at all. I thought recently it's gotten a lot better yeah. with the brand split. Like, no, guys it's gotten were, worse. There's, well, there's no brand supremacy. Nobody well, it was for a little bit. Anyways. Um, I still like the matchups, like champion versus champion. Uh, I would say my number one is also the Royal Rumble. It's the most fun. two. I actually uh, no two is definitely WrestleMania, and I think I'd flip flop. I go Money in the Bank, then SummerSlam. SummerSlam should be a bigger deal. I feel like they always just kind of drop the ball, like with all these late minute additions. Um, that's my thing. Let's get to match of the pod. Match of the pod. All right. Uh, what is, well, we will also explain. You know what? The moment we give the end game thing. Let's here? do the end I feel game. Like we, You've we earned it. It's like All right. Hour. <laughs> so follow both Billy D and me at Billy D twenty four eleven at Jason D Rossi, and we have five copies 
of this endgame. So anybody, we want the more submissions, the better. You have to leave a five-star review on our iTunes. Screenshot it. Screenshot it. Tweet us and tag us in the picture. You can tweet it out to whoever. You can tag us in the tweet, but just make sure we are tagged. We will then retweet, and we will announce the five winners during the pre-show or somewhere during the SummerSlam broadcast. That's fair. We should. And so Billy brought up something that people last time, like, oh, some people may have already submitted reviews, all that. We yes, do have yes, a decent. Yes. So here's what I would say. So Sign Backcracker, up. you're not eliminated. No, you're not eliminated yet. Sign up another email. Give us another review. It's a free download. I'm saving you $40. Or, fair. I don't It's not $40 for any game. Uh, I don't know how much DVDs. I don't buy them. I just get them free. Definitely not $40. Or right, whatever. I'm saving you money. Yes. The worst you can do is sign up an email, you, you make another account, and you, you give us another review. I kind of think they should be backdoored with screenshotting their own, but... It's giving them, it's giving them a layup. All right. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. You got you to gotta make a new review. New review. Post it. Tweet it. Anybody, we're going to pick five random people. So, again, thank you guys for making it through this podcast. For those who didn't want to listen but did hear, great. Anything else? Let us know your thoughts on SummerSlam. Let us know your very first drink. Again, mine is a cranberry amaretto. Billy, nine, nine bananas with Gatorade. That was 99 cherries. 99 berries. Berries. I said, you just said bananas. Oh, there was 99 bananas, which I've also... Billy needs to go to bed. So you match of the pod this week. How they call me Billy Bananas? Oh, well, this Billy everything. <laughs> what is your match of the pod this week? It is Brock versus The Rock SummerSlam oh. 2002. One of the best crowds for a match. This crowd was on fire. That always makes a good match. And these two fucking studs, and they were studs at the time. This was prime real estate, the best looking, most aesthetic... Is that Ooh, the word? I don't know, but you had a little list. Uh, I liked it. Brock Lesnar ever. Great energy throughout the whole match. There's a there's a lot of 10-minute cuts of it on YouTube. The best part of this match, they both do a nip-up at the same oh, time. I watched so this match good. recently. Uh, I showed Din, my wife, and they both do a nip-up at the same time. I got goosebumps. It is so good. And this is what you do if you're a big star like The Rock. You put over the new guy in a huge way. I know The Rock was probably going away, and he this was already was his doing time the movies. To, yes. Well, this was, yeah, he was going to film Scorpion King. Oh, he'd already done the Scorpion oh, King. What was he going? Oh, Walk Tall. Walking Tall. Yeah. But this is, this is exactly. Oh, Jesus. This is exactly how you do it. This match was phenomenal. Prime Brock Lesnar. Great Paul Heyman stuff. Paul Heyman's not there. Yeah, he is. He gets put through the table. Does he? Why do I feel like Paul Heyman wasn't involved with Brock at this point? Yeah, he's there. You're right. I lied. I'm wrong. You're right. Yeah. Prime, yeah. Pa- Prime Paul Heyman. I was thinking of another match. Yeah. That other one he faced the Rock, you know, on that Raw. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Jesus baby Christ. Fight. Anyways, good match. I, I just I just no-sold it at the end. Uh, for me, if you want to watch a fun match, just going back to some SummerSlams, crazy involves this guy. This is when he was really fun. Shane McMahon versus Steve Blackman, Russell, uh, SummerSlam 2000. I think it was a hardcore match or I don't know. It was no rules. And that's the famous 70-foot dive by Shane. Awesome. Just an incredible match. Just, and think about the two competitors I just mentioned. Shane. Steve Blackman and Shane McMahon. One that, of the greatest falls ever. It really is. And it, the best reason is he hits him with, I believe, a kendo stick about five times. And then he just lets go. He just falls fl- like flat back. Yeah. Like as if he's doing a trust fall. <laughs> it's really <laughs> Pretty good. much that's exactly what it looked like. Was this before or after head cheese? This is... Gotta be after. Really? That's really... I don't remember that. I know the him and Al Snow, but I don't remember when they... I want to say it's before. All right. Bonus match of the pod. Oh. Because I believe it's a SummerSlam. It is Big Boss Man versus the Mountie. And the oh. loser has to spend the night in, in jail. Slammer. 1991 SummerSlam. That is probably one of the greatest SummerSlams 
of all time because Bobby Heenan is on commentary and it is fucking crazy. That's probably the best. WrestleMania 8 on the network, probably the best. This is second best. Maybe put it in that category. Prime Bobby Heenan. All right, again, for our Avengers Endgame, you have to follow a giveaway. You have to follow at BillyD21D411, at Jason D. Rossi. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Screenshot your review. Tag us on Twitter. Put it on all your social networks. Hey, bonus points. You find us other other places. Uh, Twitter, most credits. The only way you really be, but if you put other places, we'll just appreciate it. But leave us that five-star review. Five copies. We will announce our winners during the SummerSlam broadcast. We'll try to do it in the pre-show, 5 to 7 p.m., so we don't disrupt your SummerSlam viewing. Uh, don't forget, also, just in general, leave us a review. Just share. Subscribe. You have friends that want to win Endgame? Tell them about it. Tell friends. Tell people. We'll have five given away again this week. Uh, and also, just a little thing for people that listen to this podcast and some of the other podcasts we've mentioned today. You get us all those reviews. We get more than five to give away. We may have some extras that you can listen to some of our other podcast friends and maybe Maybe we could share some giveaways with them. Hell yeah. That's a big, that's a, that's, that's trying to give love to some of our friends. Also, I believe Nestle listened to the podcast this week because he commented about it on Twitter. So I think we might have another, yeah. He said, it was great when I yelled at you for forget, forgetting Mr. Perfect. That was Nessa. I saw that one, yeah. and honestly, it was a it was a we it was got a, him. It was a it was a, yeah it was a slip up. It was a slip up on my part. But I it created mistakes. a top eleven. It, it did. I don't know what those other. I don't know what these Mac and Goo boneheads are doing. I guess they're messing up with Bugs Bunny or some crap. I don't know. I didn't hear it yet. Um, but I will have to now because we got a shout out. So I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, thanks thanks again for listening. SummerSlam, get excited! It's the biggest party of summer, Billy. Before we go, Stone rating excitement going into SummerSlam is for SummerSlam or NXT for SummerSlam. One. Can't wait to talk about it this week. We'll do a review as soon as the show is done. Thanks for tuning in. Frank says hi.